Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. Yes, it's the fight we've all been talking about, the fight we've all been waiting for, the fight that most of us, some of us in the mixed martial arts community, hope would never happen, but it is finally here. It is happening, guys. Yes, it's just happening just a few hours from now. Uh, from now, the 16th of April, 2021, here in the UK, that I'm recording this podcast. So, at first, we all thought, no, that um, Jake Paul would um, be, would uh, beat Ben Askren. But um, as time's gone on since January, since the fight was uh, made official, um, people's opinions have been changing, especially after the first press conference. And it's changed even more after the second press conference. But for me personally, I think that, although I know there's a lot counting against this guy, I am hoping that Ben Askren will whip, will will put this kid to sleep will put him to bed put him to sleep and just shut him up permanently uh with regards to mixed martial arts and with with regards to combat sports because it's annoying that someone who hasn't put in the hard work that other combat sporting athletes in boxing in uh beach in uh, jiu-jitsu bjj grappling judo and mixed martial arts the big one it's annoying that someone like this jake paul can just come in there more or less waltz in there and start claiming he can whip he can beat up conor mcgregor dylan dennis khabib uh and okay even ben Askren. you know it's obviously chose ben Askren. he's admitted it himself no probably not but if if i make that mistake but he's had he's admitted that um did he admit no he probably didn't admit but even ben Askren, um you know he has admitted indirectly that his striking just isn't that good. You know, um, he knows his striking is bad. It's one of the biggest flaws he has with regards to combat sports in MMA, especially where MMA is um, concerned. And also, um, uh, you know, he's picked Ben Askren because, you know, his striking isn't great. And, um, you know, it's an easy way to kind of to break into the combat, into the combat sporting world, especially uh, mixed martial arts. Um, ben Askren, yeah, you know, and again, Ben Askren is a myth that his striking isn't great. It's one of the biggest flaws that he has. He wishes that it was better. Even I myself, I thought when I saw that the fight had been made official way back in January 2021, when I saw that that promotional poster, I thought, okay, this guy's striking is better. And I actually went back to watch one of his um, past videos, um, you know, not the Jorge Marvada one that just, Jorge Marvada just ran in there with a flying knee and uh, knocked Ben Askren out uh, within five seconds of the first round. I actually went back to watch his uh, fights, um, all the fights in the UFC in Bellator and won championship, and I could see why people um, are so against this this guy. Were so against this guy going up to, going up against um, Jake Paul. His striking isn't good; it's not good at all. But his ground game is great. He's great with wrestling. He's great with grappling. You know that's what he's known for. He's a world champion when it comes to wrestling and grappling. You know, to the really physical. Um, element of combat sports that you know you may disagree with that terminology i'm using but okay when it comes to things like wrestling and uh, grappling in that regard he in that regard he's great when it comes to striking which where boxing is concerned that is the core fundamental element the core fundamental basis of boxing you know in boxing you have you must work with your hands in mixed martial arts you can work with your hands you can work with your elbows your legs you know for the kicks you can work with your knees for the flying knees you can work with your feet and for stamping on your opponent's feet you know you have much more flexibility and use a lot more of your far more you have basically you know basically in mixed martial arts hence it's the, ter- the terminology the title mixed martial arts there's far more you have more options you can use to attack your opponent also more options you can use to defend yourself against your opponent and boxing unfortunately it's not like that you must really work solely with your hands but of course you can work with your hands and you can also move as well to just dodge the um to dodge the attacks coming from your opponent so these two guys um i i 
personally believe that Ben Askren will win. You know, just and if I can sum up with this reason, with this, with this reason, this summary that I'll give you, Askren has a lot more experience in combat sports than Jake Paul does. And Jake Paul, <laughs> if you look on Wikipedia, if you look all over the internet, he's been termed titled this professional boxer. You know, I don't think he's a professional boxer because the last two boxing fights that he had weren't even up against proper elite level boxers or elite level combat sporting athletes. They weren't. They were just they were just amateur box um, boxers, and the both um, fights or exhibition fights. You know, Ben Askren is a whole different ball game because Ben Askren is an elite level mixed martial artist. He's he is he is despite his poor striking, he is an elite level um, combat sports athlete. He is. You know, has a lot more experience than Jake Paul. Um, he's fought for more than at least twenty plus years in in, in numerous organiz- fighting organizations around the world, namely the UFC that he's currently signed with now, one championship and Bellator, and he's um, been a two a two a two time welterweight champion for both one championship and for Bellator. Yeah. So I'll just outline the reasons. Um, starting with Ben Askren. He is a professional sports combat. He is a professional, a professional combat sporting athlete, far more experienced in combat sports. He's fought in numerous organizations worldwide. He's a world sport champion in both organizations, uh, one, uh, one championship, and uh, Bellator. His striking isn't great, and that's um, that's nothing, um, that's nothing new. Okay, it's nothing to hide at all. Um, he has a lot more experience in, the, in um, when fighting um, elite level um, athletes in terms, of, you know, in combat sports. And because of the experience he has, um, when because of the experience he has, despite and I keep repeating this this um, point, this, despite the bad striking, when it comes to things like when it comes to um, things such as how you attack your opponent, how you defend yourself against your opponent, you have more experience there as well, despite your losses. Um, you know things such as, and this is something I was always always taught and told by my coaches um, during a boxing kickboxing session. When you're throwing a punch, when you're going to attack your opponent, you've got to know how to breathe so you can serve your energy as much as possible. You can be the biggest guy or girl in the room there, and you're fighting your opponent in the cage or the ring, and you have all that power. But if you don't use that power efficiently, if you don't use efficiently, if you don't use that power wisely, then you're wasting that energy. And before you know it, you know, um, before before you know it you're losing around because you've gassed out, you know, you're tired. Now, Jake Paul, he's only had two um, boxing matches against two amateur boxers. And that's, again, I go back to the point that I made earlier that would you really, because he's had two boxing matches, would you would you really consider this person, this guy, to be a professional boxer? I personally wouldn't. He hasn't had mu- that much experience in combat sports. He hasn't fought in really any organization, any proper um, organization anywhere in the world. His striking is good. That's that's the one thing um, I, I have to admit. Excuse me, that I've got to admit. His striking is good. It, it is better than Ben Askren's. Um, I know it makes sense as to why he chose Ben Askren, who in combat sports is a big name, especially in MMA. Um, and you know, he, big name in big name in the combat sporting world, uh, particularly where mixed martial arts is concerned. But his striking unfortunately works against him, so it does make sense. It does make Business-wise, it makes sense as to why Jake Paul went for the lowest hanging fruit, <laughs> as even Ben Askren has been, say, has been saying. And I agree, you know, that's how um, Jake Paul's probably using Ben Askren as a stepping stone to just m- gradually muscle his way in to um, 
into the sport of mixed martial arts and gradually get close to the bigger names such as Conor McGregor and you know Conor McGregor and other guys Dylan Dennis and other guys they're even in mixed martial arts anything's possible even maybe Khabib if Khabib wants to come out of retirement <laughs> retirement um, any anytime soon we never know I could be wrong I could be wrong. You, know, you never know and um, and yeah because of his lack of experience in um, his pro- his longevity which is, hasn't been long in combat sports at all he's just had two boxing matches and that's it it's my it's my assumption it's my belief that when he's in the ring though with Ben Askren despite the the clear significant difference in the striking capabilities of the two, of the two of the two men I won't say athletes of the two of of the two guys he's going to get tired quicker um, Ben Askren I'm sure will have a, a more experience and enough sense to know that you've got to conserve your energy as much as you can do so you can survive the entire fight so you can survive the entire fight you can survive as many rounds as possible without um, gassing out, and even before you do gas out, you know you, you, know, you try and win. And um, you know, out of the two guys, who do I think has a lot more to lose? Jake Paul has far more to lose in this than Ben Askren does. I mean, Ben Askren isn't really, even though he signed, he's currently signed up as an active fighter um, with the with the UFC, he's retired. Though I think the contract hasn't run its full course yet. So I mean, for Ben Askren, this fight was just something probably just took as, as you know, just as a hobby. Jake Paul, however, did not take this fight on, fight on a, as a hobby, hobby because he has something to prove in this fight. He wants to prove to prove that he's a professional boxer. In Myers, he's not a professional boxer. He hasn't done, he hasn't fought enough boxing matches against elite level combat sports athletes or at least elite level boxers to at least earn that title of a professional boxer. And also, um, you know. Again, as as I've been saying before, he's trying to muscle his way in, into a particular market. Um, uh, okay, boxing or mixed martial arts, and to prove himself. So if he loses this match, if he loses against Ben Askren, who, uh, who, in the combat sports world, especially in the mixed martial arts community, is seen as someone who has very very poor striking capability, then you know it's going to be look very very embarrassing for Jake Paul. And I've, I've been saying this to many other people who follow the sport like I do. It's going to look very, very embarrass- embarrassing for Jake Paul. You know, it's something he'll no- never be able to live down. You know, for someone who runs their mouth like uh, no one's business, you know, when you when you talk like, for me, from my experience, when someone talks like the way Jake Paul talks and when something bad happens to them, when they're saying they can do this, they can do that, when they finally do that thing that, that they're going to do and unfortunately it doesn't work out for them, you know, they, the result doesn't it doesn't go in their favour, doesn't go their way at all, doesn't work out in their favour, you know the embarrassment is that much much more you know severe you know it hurts him even more because when he after this match come april 18th on a sunday morning if he is lost and he if he's lost to ben Askren and <laughs> i'm wondering what his fans will think of him that this is someone who goes around just making stupid videos on youtube doing stupid stuff it surprising the feedback seems positive a lot of people are watching hence the sponsors and the ad deal and the adverts the tv ad adverts um come along as well the um his content makes money and but i'm just wondering what his fans will think of him um you know they'll they'll think this person's all talk and really you know they that's it you know they're just not to talk that really this person is an individual that is the perfect example of my image is all i have you know they can't really do anything else apart from act stupid on on, on tv so it's like when you when he when he's beat when he's fighting up when he's fighting 
when he's boxing Ben Askren, if he does lose, um, it's like saying you couldn't beat. How did how did I put this together in a sentence? You couldn't beat the worst of the best, as in the the best. You're you're trying to muscle muscle your way into into particular sport, particular market, and you chose the easiest target, the lowest hanging fruit, and even then you couldn't succeed. That says a lot about you, especially when you're talking yourself up so much, and whilst you're talking yourself up so much, you're talking the other person down. You know uh, that sort of bully um, uh, tactic. You know people people don't really like it. It does sell the sport. It does sell the event. Okay, it does market the event quite well because then, pe- unfortunately, bad news travel travels like wild wildfire. And um, you know, um, yeah, um, if he does lose this fight, excuse me, it's getting a bit dark outside. If he does lose this fight. Um, it, for him, it will look far more embarrassing um, for him than it will be for Ben Askren. Jake Paul ha- will have a lot more to lose in this fight if he, do- if he, you know, if he loses the boxing matchup up against Ben Askren. Especially since Ben Askren is a particular combat sports athlete that he's not good with his hands. He's not good with his hands at all. Although between between January of two thousand twenty-one and April of this year, um, I. I was on the under the assumption that maybe, just maybe, um, that is enough time to improve your boxing as much as possible. You improve your striking, what you can do. Uh, but I mean, I've spoken to other people and uh, just gone their own opinion on other um, combat sports athletes of the boxers, and they've said no. It's it's basically it comes down to either you've got it or you haven't got it. You know, it's just one of those things. But again, um, I'm placing my bet on Ben Askren, although. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm placing my opponent, Ben Askren. I believe he will win this. He will win this. I mean, he does win this. He will receive so much respect in the mixed martial arts, martial arts community. But again, you know, with combat sports, let's just wait and see what happens. Now, on the last UFC event, um, there was the fight between Mike Perry and I cannot even believe uh, that I've forgotten his name. But what I want to talk about is uh, Mike Perry and his uh, performance in the in mixed martial arts especially in the ufc and you know it's no news that he has actually lost more fights than he's won um the number of fights that he's won it still doesn't match up or it doesn't exceed the number of fights that he's lost and um a lot of people well i just said a lot of people no it's just myself i've been wondering just what what is it that was a problem that he has that he just can't compete um and do well in the sport despite what he may be like outside but um what i'm going to say the sorts of things i'm going to say in this podcast at least in this um at this point in the episode um kind of contradicts what i've said that you know it can be ha- things that happen inside the octagon and also outside the octagon as well because excuse me everything does affect you mentally so i had made a whole list of this so mike Perry, so the guy didn't have the best start in life um you know where he grew up, the school he went to, that he went to, they attended. Um, I think he was the only white student there, so he was bullied a lot, and um, he uh, didn't have a great time. He did, um, yeah, it wasn't a great time for him. There's um, the issues with the racial and homophobic slurs that he's using the N word, all because he did um, ancestry. He did some research on his ancestry, and he found out that he was two percent African, so he thought it was okay that he has the privilege was it the privilege or the right to use the n-word you know the word nigger um and you know for me when i heard that 
it did baffle me somewhat. I mean, I am of African descent, um, although I've not really done any um, deep digging into my own ancestry to find out if there's any other traits or any other contributions to my background from from Europe, from North America, from Latin America or Asia. I've not done that, but I do know that majority of my background is from Africa, from West Africa. But even then, I've I rarely, I never, I've never used the word nigger when I'm talking with with a black person, even my brother, my mother, or any of my family relatives, or any of my um my black friends. Never, it's just never crossed my crossed my mind to speak in that speak in that mind. Not that, not that. Do I find it offensive? Mm, I don't think. So. I mean, I've seen so, certain situations where, but the word has been used, and probably they think. They um, probably are, are hoping f- to to achieve some offence. They're hoping that mo- any of the non-whites and any white people that around uh, would be so offended by it. But to be honest, I've always found it quite funny. <laughs> just be um, rolling around laughing, but that's just me. But for me myself, being of someone who who is of West African descent, I've just never used that terminology. It's just never crossed my mind. Um, so moving on moving on his ex-wife the platinum princess now she was his girlfriend and she is his coach and she was his corner woman and um during the i have to say that one example of how probably this may may contribute to his poor performance in mixed martial arts of late is probably the fight he had with max griffin um i think in the corner that there was i think they were comparing um how she was speaking to him whilst comparing how um the um the corner of i'm going to talk to talk about a different fight now th- fight i think no, no get your story straight there's no it's the same fight i think they compared how his corner was speaking to him his corner when it was when it was his girlfriend and then comparing how another opponent or another fighter in a different fight dustin poria how his corner which was not that it means anything but they're all male coaches and it was male staff how they were speaking to him Dustin Poirier's corner was was being very realistic and blunt. You gotta do this. You gotta um, hit the opponent here. They're being really honest, telling Dustin Poirier you need to do this to win the fight, at least to gain as many points as possible, as many points as possible. And um, Mike Perry's corner was basically his girlfriend was telling telling him that you're doing great, you're doing just fine. This and that. Well, clearly you can see that the poor guy is not performing well in that fight at all. His face is a mess. He doesn't feel great, but you know he's not doing. His, he's not. He's not winning the fight, basically. So that I'm sure has been another comp- contribution to um, the reasons to why he's not been performing so well. There was an instance um, whereby I think a particular fighter, a particular actor was. Um, uh, there was a clip of Michael J. White and, Kim- and the late Kimbo Slice uh, were filming a, a particular scene, and I think Kimbo Slice wasn't doing a particular fighting. Um, God, I've forgotten what it is, but I think it was called telegraphing. And Kim Slice probably was performing it properly as well as he should have done or could have been, could have been doing so. And Ma- and Michael J was ex- was explaining to him how he could do it better. And Mike Perry saw the video and he weighed in on it, whereby he didn't have to say anything at all. And that's just the reason why I bring that up is because that's just an example of whereby you see two guys talking about something. You don't you can put your input there if you want to, but then again, you can, you can avoid any potential confront, confrontation or any potential bad blood by just keeping your mouth shut. You know, that, you know, I'm not going to wait say, well, we'll say what I would do, but, you know, if you're someone that is easily for someone, someone someone who, you know, whereby someone can easily tick you off, you, if you're the sort of person that has a short fuse, then 
if you see two people talking about something you don't necessarily agree on or you don't necessarily agree on their opinions or what the one person or what one of them is saying you can keep your mouth shut and just mind your own business uh because uh, michael J- J. white did say something back to mike perry and they did say him off so and then yes there's the one that everybody knows about the darren till um situation whereby um him and darren till were sparring um one off one day i think back back in 2017 or 18 or so it was and um i think mike perry won he uh, came out as a stronger person in that sparring session i think he was black blabbing about it and just boasting about it here and there blah 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 but darren till said on the james english podcast that's where i heard it he said um that you know that's fine if he, if it makes mike perry feel good and that and that's okay but um, for the fact there was a sparring session, the fact that something private, nobody saw it, um, they would, you wouldn't pay for, for doing that at all, it means absolutely nothing, meaningless. And it's actually really childish of Mike Perry to go around just running his mouth and saying he beat um, Darren Till this and then broke his nose and broke his face and trying to over-egg the pudding and to embellish the story, <laughs> embellish the story as much as possible to make him look better out of the two. So... Um, you know, um, and for someone like Darren Till, who after what he, um, Mike Perry did, trolled Mike Perry to the core after doing that. So, um, because Darren Till is known to get under, pe- get under people's skin, but I think um, he really was um, trying to emphasize the point that Mike Perry should have done the mature thing as an adult and just kept quiet about it because it's a private thing. You're not being paid for it. It's behind closed doors. No one's seen it. It's not in front of a crowd. Nothing like that. It's not public or staged. So, you know there's no reason to go and run your mouth about it or blab about it and try and make him look like a bad person to make Darren Till look like look like he's a weakling so that's that's just a point that I'm, I'm saying there so after his um after his um last uh fights um which god even now as I make I can't remember it was a UFC Vegas 23 yes UFC Vegas 23 commonly forgot that UFC Vegas 23 um basically um he uh, I think he's now got a new coach uh, going by the name of Daniel Rolfrede Rolfrede at the MA Masters gym and um, the question is um, does Mark Payne need better coaching more than likely I'll say yes because I think I mean unless if there's a deeper problem happening in your life I would say that um, when it comes to something like sports yes um, well I say if there's a deeper thing happening in your life I mean Mike Perry just became a father to um uh, to a, a newly born son, so you'd have thought actually that would have prompted him to actually take to 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 be you know a better man because now as a father he is now naturally seen as a role model by someone else. So you would have thought that actually you now he needs to step up his game and you know change just change his character and start being far more mature and start behaving like a man, like a an adult and like a mature man. Um. So yeah, but okay. In terms of coaching, what I just said about the son should actually want the point I was making that basically he should. That's something that actually should make him. When it comes to do, doing something, doing um the uh, mixed martial arts, the fighting, that's what he does for a living. You know, you would have thought actually would make him step up his game and perform better in the cage and the octagon. Uh, but so far, based on the last fight, and I thought in the last fight he would actually win, um, because he's got the the size and the you know so he's got a strong chin and he throws some very heavy punches Mike Perry so I thought he would win but that wasn't the case okay so after seeing that um, I thought okay he probably needs a better coaching 
and um, he's recently gone himself a new coach and Daniel um, Valverde at a gym known as M- MMA Masters so hopefully hopefully that will help especially now that he's a father he wants to you know be a better man because naturally he's a role model and he has someone else who's looking up to him who is watching how he does things who eventually is going to mimic what the things that his father's doing so as well as having Ben Askren um, fight Jake Paul this weekend we also have UFC Vegas 24 so main card we've got Robert Whittaker versus Calvin Gustavum um, so Whittaker um, when he fought um, Jared Can God when he fought um, Jared Canunia Canunia at UFC 254 um, so Whittaker did look good um, good stand up he looks like a it seems like a patient calculating fighter just looking for the right time to rush in there and attack to land a blow land a strike um he does um when he does attack he does use surprise counter strikes and kicks and he can he does seem quite effectively effectively evasive and um what else did I write here yeah um i think for this fight Looking at the other guy, um, Calvin Gaston, he has a re- he has a really good ground game. He's really good on ground uh, with grappling. His wrestling stand up seems good. His takedowns, from what I could see from his past fights, were dangerous, and he has no trouble. Um, he has no trouble um taking his fights, his opponents down. He's a good wrestler and seems like an all rounded fighter. But from what I can see out of the two, it's going to be like it will be close. But I'd probably say I'll, if I was a betting person, I mean. If I was being put, if I had to bet, if I had to place money on either one of these two guys, I'd probably place my money on Calvin. Um, that I think will be close. I mean, Calvin has sixteen wins and six losses, and um, his coach Rafael Cladudo is a well-renowned coach for wrestling. So it's probably the uh, probably one of the reasons as to why um, Gastelum has really has really good wrestling um, skills and has really good ground game. Uh, but I mean, Whisker is also forced to be reckoned with. Um, has an impressive record tw- record of twenty two wins and five losses. So I think it will be close. It will be close. But I think if there has to be a winner, probably it will be Gastelum. But let's wait and see what happens because in MMA, from what I've seen, uh, <laughs> anything can happen. After that is Jeremy. Um, after that, Jeremy Stevens and Drake Drake are close. Excuse me, um, Jeremy Stevens and Drake are close. So, I will point out that um, Jeremy Stevens, looking at his record, he had five fights that he lost. His past five fights, he lost one of them. Uh, was used in a contest. Um, so probably you could say the past four fights he lost. And that was against Yair Rodriguez at UFC Final at 159. Um, but his stand-up seems pretty decent. His opponent, on the other hand, however, seems to be the sort of, He has a good stand-up and it seems to be the sort of guy that likes to keep his opponents close. And he seems to be, be able to defend himself well in the clinch. And um, he's a purple purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I didn't check the uh, um, the belt ranking for Jeremy Stevens, but one thing I have to say um, about Stevens is that with all those losses behind you, those recent losses, I've got a game with all those recent losses behind you under your belt, 
I'm wondering if he does lose this fight at UFC Vegas 24, will Dana White cut him? Will the UFC cut him? Because this, despite your, um, despite how good you are, despite your longevity in the sport, if you've got so many uh, recent losses, then usually uh, they, I think, it's uh, it's not uncommon for the fighting organization to cut you. Moving on. So, Andre Arlovsky versus Chase Sherman. So, Arlovsky, it will be, yeah, for the, for me, this will be an interesting fight because, the, first of all, there's a big age difference between the two. Shit, it's so dark, dark outside. Um, there's a big age difference between the two. I mean, Arlovsky is 42 years old. Sherman's 31. So, I mean, Sherman probably still has youth on his side. Arlovsky is still probably way out age-wise way out there and uh, isn't too far from retirement although we do have some um, athletes such as um, Anderson Silva who was still fighting at, at 46 so it was almost like, like by force he had to be re- retired by force so Olofsky from his, from his previous fights he seems to able to be seems able to defend himself but in the clinch um, seems like a much more patient fighter and striker he's has he lands heavy shots and uh, my only query in this fight is that because of the age difference how good will Arlovsky's uh, recovery be because of the age difference although I've seen uh, one example of this Glover Teixeira when he fought um, I think was it Tiago Santos I'm not sure uh, last year Teixeira's um, about about the same age as Arlovsky and um, Tiago Santos about 36-37 so the age difference there isn't so much but still it has I think it's an age difference about five or six years, but I th- in that fight I thought Tishero uh, was actually going to be the loser, but uh, that didn't turn out to be the case. Um, he d- he did win. Um, though towards the end, I was just throughout the whole fight. I thought no, Tishero definitely is not gonna. It, this isn't looking good for Tishero, but towards the end he he completely changed the whole game. Now Chase Sherman, he's good with counter striking and uh, the counter strikes do look pretty nasty you wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of those stand up is good and so far he's had a four uh, four fight winning streak on his belt so this will be an interesting one for me um, just be- especially because of the age difference because that does determine how well your recovery is after being attacked so for me it will be an est- interesting watch uh, moving on Abdul Razak Hassan versus Jacob Macon um, so, Hal Hassan, um, hit one of his last fights at UFC Vegas 14, um, he got knocked out in less than 30 seconds in the first round. Um, but looking at his other fights, uh, he seems to be a good counter-striker. Stand-up seems good. I think a lot, I mean, I think in this sport, your stand-up has to be, has to be good if, if you're going to, um, if you're going to make any progress at all. Um, his ground game seems okay, it's not bad. His opponent, uh, Macon, stand-up didn't seem, at least to me anyway, didn't seem that great. And But he seems like a sort of um, athlete that, when he's attacking his opponent, just goes straight in there and just does as much damage as possible. And his grind game does seem to be um, pretty on point. So, I think I've covered all the fights. There's anything else I've not covered. Yeah, so, again, guys... Um, Sorry about the lighting for watching this on YouTube. Um, I did plan to actually record this sooner, but I was just um, finishing off my finishing off my research, especially especially for the Ben Askren Jake Paul fights happening, um, just in 
just in mere hours um from now um to to, to so i apologize for the lighting um i would have done it sooner but that research was just really overrunning i just want to make sure i got as much information as possible to make sure the podcast was as good as possible so guys if we do um if you didn't enjoy my um, content, if you did enjoy the video, please don't forget to leave a like. Um, don't forget to also sub- to subscribe. Uh, it really helps me when you do that. And um, look, you can also catch my podcast on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on Google Podcasts, and on Apple Podcasts as well. Um, it's nearly there, but for some reason, I think the Apple the the Apple people, the iTunes, um, them and their servers are reviewing all my content just to make sure everything's a kosher I'm assuming before it's officially going to be uploaded to the platform and you can follow me on Instagram my name's IcoJarko1 on Twitter my name's IcoJarko and on Facebook my name's also IcoJarko as well thanks guys